Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, easy. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. What's up, y'all? Today I sat down with Jeremy Thiel and Michael Gregory, a.k.a. Big Mike from CrossFit Central here in Austin, Texas. I've had these guys on my radar for a conversation for quite some time, and I'm very excited that we got to sit down today and share this conversation with you. I hope you enjoy it. My life was never easy. My life was never easy. For sure, brother. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, Big Mike's Conor McGregor's big brother. Yeah. Right? He's got that red beard. He's probably, he should have paid you for when he sold his whiskey company. Yeah. <laughs> Give you some of that change. Yeah, he's on. He's definitely on another level. So he probably well surpassed me by this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, for sure, brother. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. Man. It's kind of cool to kind of hear. Uh, I think me and Mick Mike have been swinging kettlebells and doing workouts for so long. Sometimes, like we pass so many lives in the space, and and you kind of forget, you know, uh, like different touch points on all the different people that you've touched and it's cool to hear like your story of like where you you know flexed into the space and kind of hear because you know when I was starting 16 years ago when we were starting like Runtex was a big company and you know Paul Carroza was like the guy and Mm -hmm. he had and and he probably didn't realize how much he was influencing what we were thinking and doing and how he made the space so it's like this continuum of of people breathing life into what austin is what the fitness space is so it's cool kind of sitting me and big mike both turned 40 this year um and it's kind of like this standing at this line you know mike might have a different experience i'm sure than me but from um just like being like at this point in life you know i was a a goal to lift 120 so it's a third of my life uh so it's like this line it's like okay this was a time of my life mm-hmm. you know and now looking at the next 40 years and kind of like evaluating so been a lot of opportunity to evaluate and see like from the past and whatnot but uh, you know me and big mike go way back to childhood i can't really know the first time that we like met met but i mean probably back to like 12 to 13 uh big mike's best friend from when he was like a toddler uh russell butler they were best friends and me and russell played pop warner football Mm -hmm. uh together 
and on the Wolverines back in Lubbock. Hell yeah. And then Big Mike was with Russell all the time. And so our world started to intersect and whatnot. That's cool. But the cool thing when we were playing, uh, so we, I played against them in junior high in football. And Big Mike has always been big. And (laughs) in our our freshman year, uh, I was on a team called Evans, Mm -hmm. and Mike was on a team called Irons. And there was this dude that intercepted it or picked up a fumble, and he ran it. Do you remember that? You ran it all the way back and scored. And he was so big. I didn't know that that was him. Mm -hmm. Like, and through all our interactions as a kid, I just didn't know it was him. And I I can remember him just running and scoring a touchdown, and I was like, you know, screw that dude. Like, yeah. who is that? <laughs> and then uh, he uh, ended up transferring. You know, in West Texas, in Lubbock, football mm-hmm. is life. Everything. Like, Texas football is everything. Sure. So he ended up transferring his freshman year or going into our sophomore year over to our high school, which was Lubbock Monterey. And, and that's kind of where we really started to uh, grow our bond and whatnot. And, and like, sports, conditioning. Yeah. And, and all that stuff was like kind of our uh, forging because there's a group of us like we were horrible at football. Our team like our it was kind of like we were the big divide prior to us. They were the the school was like dominant football players. Yeah. Then our class was horrible in the class before us. And then by the time we were seniors, we finally got like some W's on our sides. Nice. And then after we were done, it was like three, four rounds deep in the playoffs. So we were yeah. like the the middle, but we grew in adversity and whatnot, you know, yeah. losing those games. But us, probably like five other of our super close friends from when we were kids still, I'm, I'm texting with them right now about stuff, just like yeah. we've got that text chain that goes. But we, we kind of formed like in West Texas, just growing up, playing sports, For doing sure. summer camps, all that strength conditioning is like a part of like our early journey from the from the jump which yeah. is which Developed is super mentality. crazy for sure it's awesome man it's cool to hear that y'all go way back like that it's that's super cool what uh when did y'all come to austin like uh i got here in 2006 okay so that was a little bit behind uh i know jeremy getting here his older sister was was already here doing fitness mm-hmm. so that was uh kind of a guiding light for me to like just make a leap to do something different we were in our early 20s yeah um being from a small town in lubbock um me personally i, I wasn't really about vision you know mm-hmm. i was i was just kind of like one day at a time and not really certain what the future held yeah um but you know when i got here uh it was like no looking back so it was for just sure. a lot of passion and yeah, different being city at that, now being at that age you're just full of life full of energy and have an opportunity uh, for us getting into CrossFit, you know, mm-hmm. before really anybody uh, was engaged. Um, you know, we were going out to California just to learn. Yeah, early, just early to learn. On. And no, nothing, nothing in, in in the realm of this city, much much less almost anywhere, was mm-hmm. was uh, looked like CrossFit. You know, yeah. now everything kind of does. <laughs> um, but yeah, at that point in our lives, we were still in our early twenties. We got here and just started running. Yeah, and yeah, that 2006. But you well, know, I cool just jumped part. on the bandwagon with Jeremy and his his older sister Carrie, who had, oh, yeah. you know, saw that light and wanted to run with it. And I was like, shoot, that looks like something I want to do. So why yeah. not? Let's just let's just get engaged and do it. Definitely. Well, yeah. between high school and college, uh, we ran summer strength camps. Mm-hmm. So like in in the, when we were in high school, we did 
uh, strength conditioning programs for like eight weeks during the summer before the next season. And so the year after our, we graduated, I went back and worked that camp. Okay. And then as I worked that two or three years, um, I took that business over from mm-hmm. a couple guys that were graduating from college and say, hey, this is for you if you want to run it. And then uh, we got I got permission to run it. And then Big Mike started working with me in the summers. So that was kind of like our introduction. But for me, you know, to do like strength conditioning, we were doing cleans and deadlifts and, and sprints and all the plyometric work. So that was kind of like this interlude of like from – high school to meeting the CrossFit space and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was a little bit for me, I got into endurance. I was at Southwest Texas at the time with Texas state in San Marcos and uh, got into triathlons. Okay. And so I want to do something completely different than my growing up in triathlons. I didn't know how to swim. I never been on a road bike and I just got into running. And, and so when I got to Southwest, I got into triathlons and that kind of expanded, but I kept doing strength conditioning. I was kept going to the gym, uh, as well. And so it kind of all met, uh, whenever we found CrossFit, you know, uh, in 2005, which, you know, when Mike got down and that was kind of the origin 2005, December into 2006 is that origin of CrossFit central. And, uh, you know, us getting rolling in that space and getting fitness started in Austin and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, that was that was such a pivotal era because, I mean, I grew up here in Austin and, you know, fitness has always been such a, a you know, central part of our identity here. You know, growing up here, I thought everybody in the world was just as beautiful and as fit yeah. and full of life as people were here, you know, in the area that I grew up. And uh, I had to leave to realize that wasn't the case. Um, but I didn't take that for granted. I knew that that was unique and something about the energy here, you know, gets people out. People like to be outdoors. They have access to it. You know, there's a lot of green spaces. And, you know, that's where you know, I came back home. You know, taking it back even farther, like I said, is, you know, I used to drop in at CrossFit Central mostly after I had left for the military. That's when I kind of started getting into it, um, dropping in at various gyms when I would, you know, rotate around or be on orders. It was just a great way to, to compete and meet people and, and something for me, like I always just liked competition and a challenge for sure. And, um, and just fell in love with growing, you know, personal growth. And that was a quick way to do that, you know, to push past your comfort levels. Um, and, be challenged by people around you and you know I fell in love with that and so when I'd come home I'd drop in at at y'all's gym and various gyms around town and and I could see that y'all really held the essence of what it meant to be a community here in Austin and um, I think we exchanged words Jeremy early on and I think you told me that you opened up your first gym at like 26 or something you know and from that moment I was like I'm going to do that because I think I was like 21, 22 at the time. And I was like, all right, I'll get out of the military around like 25, 26. I'm going to open a gym. And I had that pegged, like coming out of the military. And then when I started transferring out, that's when I realized that I didn't want to go back to school. I didn't want to take a job. I was like, I need to work for myself and got out of the military wanted to start up these boot camps in the parks and but it was mid uh mid pandemic 
and so city of austin declared zilker park is like off limits or closed and they weren't doing any permits or anything for coaches and i remember i was just kind of like came home bought my van drove out to the park scoping it out and i saw big mike out there training so like a little small group i remember i just like hopped out the van and went and said what's up and i was like introduced myself and i was like yo has anybody been giving y'all shit about putting on classes out here and he's like nah it's been chill and uh i was like all right let's go so pulled over to on it like bought you know two grand worth of equipment and kettlebells like out the back door because i had some homies over there and they hadn't released that they got all their kettlebells back in stock yet so we did this like under the table deal out the back door because <laughs> the demand was so high for equipment and so i was actually lucky that i got any equipment at all it seemed like everything was sold out and uh and then the next week you know i think i was home for 13 days before i put on my first boot camp and we were always coaching at the same time at the park and uh that overlap i remember we were trying to to get at each other and see what each other were about for a little bit and then finally you know we had coffee and met up at whole foods that one day yeah and uh and that was really the first time where we got to talk and you know see what was on each other's minds and that's when i realized like how much philosophy and you know mindset you bring to your coaching practice and i had a similar approach you know i did a lot of breath work meditation um mobility to just open people up to the movement and then you know once you have access to people in seems to be one of the most vulnerable states you really have you know um, an impact and, and uh, access to people um, to really make an impression and I think that's what I would like to hear about for y'all I mean like there's almost no profession I respect more than coaches, whatever, whatever form that is, because there's so many stages to it. You know, there's so much awareness you have to gain from it. It's easy to burn out. It's easy to take on energy or, you know, just work yourself to death because you want to help, you want to serve, you want to push yourself as well. You want to practice what you preach, but I always like to hear what, coaches driving force is and especially guys like y'all because I know that y'all have good values and reasons that you do it and that's I think that's what's why you've been able to sustain it for so long you know sure yeah no doubt yeah I think that that it's uh it's it's you know being in the space for the time is a lot of learning and a lot of awareness that occurs over the period of you know decade plus of like getting to be in the space and understanding people and so there's different you know scopes of it because there's the environment and the setting that is put in place that has a whole whole lot more impact than people realize you know as a solo Mm -hmm. entrepreneur that's one thing when you have other people that are involved in your space that are you know prescribing and giving protocols to fitness and nutrition and all that it's kind of like what is the overlay of the environment Mm -hmm. what are the core values and what are the principles and what are you really trying to create and and be a part of and so that's really what creates the broader community and creates space and only in the last few years that I've fully realized the importance of it and and how I know that it was things that mattered and what I intentionally 
wanted to create, but I didn't really understand fully how it functioned and worked and how much me as an individual impacted the environment that mm. the other people were stepping into right? Um, and how that functions. Being a parent now, uh, seeing uh, just different aspects of just being working with my children, but also how that overlays into the fitness space and all that side. Because I think from our standpoint in this space, self-development, self-growth and awareness has always been at the forefront Mm -hmm. of what we uh, have pursued and what we delivered as a a product. But at the same time, uh, we've had our own experiences of highs and lows, you know, feeling like, you know, we were going to the CrossFit Games, we were competing, we were invincible. We thought we could go to the bar and, and party all night and then go and work out mm-hmm. and have like this Superman experience and then boom, when that when you fall and you and your body doesn't bounce back and you get a certain age and like yeah. so it's like walking through all those journeys so you you have scars you know the way that that it might be emotional or, or mental or, or physical that you learn from yeah and so so i think it's a cool aspect i'm really now as a as a human being and as a coach my value to give to customers clients friends people that are there is tenfold mm. You know, because um, through the years of experience, because, you know, um, in the 20s, super confident, super almost domineering, super over the top about what I thought. What was interesting in my 30s, in my mid 30s, I really lost the grasp of I don't know shit. Mm. And and I thought I knew everything. Yeah. Now I don't know shit and I need to step back and start to learn. And I would say definitely for me, you know, and, and me and Mike run parallels of similarities but of course differences being unique but i think that that we were extremely humble Mm -hmm. and learned a lot about humility and repair because that's where a lot of our recovery because it was grind and run and sprint in our 20s we got into our mid-30s being able to still do that mid-30s things weren't operating like we thought they were gonna or what we thought they would and and now i think in the last few years for us like we've full come through a full evolution of like realizing what does intensity and what does recovery look like? Mm -hmm. What does going hard and then breathing and meditating look like, you know, and having that full spectrum of going like, Hey, and of course, consistently evolving and growing and becoming more and never quit learning. Definitely. And, and it's kind of like I was, uh, sent over, you know, we've been through as much self-development courses, Tony Robbins, like we walked on fire. We've gone to Fiji. We've done the, um, what landmark forums we've done like tons of self-development. Yeah. Um, just in, in, in to get better and have awareness. And it's just like, um, bringing that, to coaching, mm-hmm. bringing that to understanding, and then giving breakdowns and structures and flows that people can follow to find in their own lifestyles, their own desires, and and, and to be a guidepost. Yeah, uh, it's a supreme honor that, like, in the realm of like, I think fitness and looking like it, abs and and weight loss, and yeah, that like that is a, a aspect of what we do. But on a sense of the human body, the human mind, the human spirit, mm-hmm. and what, like you're talking about, like what we are guiding is so much greater. Yeah. And you have to respect that and honor that and bring, you know, true value to the table to mm-hmm. serve your people as best you can. And I think that that is, you know, a practice that, that we uh, 
really honor and respect today as we bring people's human bodies through our space and work with them. And Definitely. so I think, you know, Mike can elaborate on that for himself. You know, Mike has a very romantic relationship with water um, and how he exposes himself to that Barton Springs and, mm -hmm. and breath work and all that and everything he's gone through. So I don't yeah, know anything. I think at some point, you know, as you, as you live your life, you know, as you move through phases of life and some people can do this at, at a much younger age than what I was able to do it, but they, they, they gain that true respect and appreciation towards what life is. Mm -hmm. Uh, and for me just knowing like every single day I want to wake up and have some gratitude and I want to be able to take everything that I can that really brings me to a feeling of fully alive. Mm -hmm. I want to integrate that into my day in some sort of way. Definitely. Right. So now I don't take a day for granted. Um, and this, this is something that from a processing standpoint, I didn't really get into until my mid thirties. Mm -hmm. So like my twenties was all about, uh, ego testosterone and just drive to be better than everybody else. And I thought yeah. that I could just live my whole life that way. Right. Um, and people would just follow that, mm -hmm. right? Like people will leader. follow that. Sure. <laughs> of course. But they, they also, won't put up with your bullshit. So yeah. like if you, if you're, if you're collapsing on yourself and people can't see like what's good in you anymore, mm -hmm. you know, it's like you want, you might have good intentions, but at the same time for me, I was very chaotic in my, in my early, uh, late mid, late twenties. Mm -hmm. Um, and then even into my early thirties had a lot of mishaps and a lot of like self emotional struggle and trauma yeah. that I had really had to work through. Uh, so as I started to get into my my more true adult life, mm -hmm. where I was like actually able to understand what it even means to be a, a good human being and be a man that can show up and be uh, available for anybody else, mm -hmm. right? Like that's really going to be able to be somebody that somebody else can lean on. Yeah, that there has to be consistency and there has to be uh, a practice what you preach that's Definitely. that's going to serve you on a, a every single day basis, right? So I know for, for what I look at from like how I'm here to help other people, this for me is like why we do, why I go, to, this is why I show up to the gym. This is why I show mm -hmm. up to the park. This is why I'm working with people and training people. Cause sometimes it's like, man, I'm a little bit tired. Maybe I don't really feel like it, but you know what? Like I have made a commitment mm -hmm. and I'm going to honor that. Yeah. So I'm going to show up for those people and I'm going to honor that. And the main thing is that for me, like I'm here to be able to give them some sort of insight that's going to better help serve them to have a better long-term uh, process of life right. just through physicality. Right. Yeah. So your, your physical, your health is always going to be something that's a journey and a process and something more, there's something more you can learn from, from how to better understand your body physically. How do you take care of that functionality for the long term, mm. Right. Um, and it's not just like, go hard all the time, yeah. right? Like sometimes it's pulled back. So there's, there's layers of, of mobility, uh, some fluidity of like movement and yoga, some like calm and breathing what mm -hmm. you're talking about. Uh, and then just being in nature and being outdoors and being around water. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons why I even get in water every single day is one, it brings me back to my, my, myself. It's the best way for me to get grounded mm -hmm. and just to find like, a sense of being inside of myself where it's like, all right, like this is where life kind of all starts for me. And I feel that every time I touch it. Um, 
and I like to start my days like that. And then just through the process of understanding that, my body feels a hundred times better yeah. as soon as I'm as soon as I'm done with the process. So I'm like I'm able to move better, my joints feel better, everything is is serving now, right? Yeah. So I really enjoy that that part of it. Um, but sometimes I, I want to counter that with some, you know, let's get after it and mess some shit up, you know? Sure. So like, let's go. Yeah, man. Um, I think there's something specifically about the Springs too, you know, like that's the, it's the fountain of youth, man. I think it's, it, there's it, an energy it's, in that one water. That, it's definitely, yeah. one, it's up there with one of the best, I think on earth. So I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such an amazing place. And yeah, I, I don't know. That's what I like about Austin specifically is that. There's a lot of overlap, especially out of people that want or they're attracted to the same things, you know, like it's not a big enough city to where you won't see people throughout your week. You won't cross paths, especially if you have similar interests, you know, and I think I was always passing you around Zilker and Barton. I was like, we're we're on the same program. (laughs) You know, We're looking (laughs) for the same things and you know, probably fighting to ground ourselves in a lot of the same ways. And that was something I learned, you know, early in life, like late teens, you know, I I joined the Navy to be a a SEAL and went to SEAL training with no appreciation or awareness for uh, what the the body was. I thought it was just a tool to, to achieve what my ego set out to do. And my body paid the price. And uh, until it stopped working for me and I, I realized I had some some work to do mentally and emotionally and spiritually to, to start giving back. And that process still took years. I'm still in it, you know, but I think uh, just gaining awareness of how energy is stored and, and how you can implement certain routines that allow that energy to flow more easily, you know, and instead of being so rigid and, you know, having a, a linear approach to achieving things, being more fluid and, and implementing that in different aspects of life. And um, I'm, I've been excited to see, you know, the fitness industry trending more that way, having those conversations, because it used to just be like, all right, when the whistle blows, you know, that was it. Like one direction, you know, all go. No, yeah. no stop. And, well, uh, you know, uh, we we grew up in that mind state, right? Mm-hmm. So, like being from the eighties, eighties yeah. babies, right? We we grew up in that mindset where it was just like, suck it up, Buttercup, let's go. Yeah, you know, like there's yeah. not really a there's not really time for your for your whininess, right. right? Like, so we had to figure out a way to find toughness yeah. and then live our whole lives into that adult that that process of becoming an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when you when you're not really sure where to go with that at certain points of your life, uh, I think that's where you start to have to kind of like open up your mind to f- the fact that you really don't know everything. And then, well, then be you okay. start. that's okay to, to, to really slow down and start to reprocess. That. I agree. And you start raising that cap of what your potential is like, you know, in a physical approach, I think I, I felt that there was a cap on my potential because I was just storing energy. You know, I was just storing, 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 acquiring strength, acquiring knowledge, wisdom. You know, everything was retained. And, you know, a big change in my life happened when I started letting shit go and, you know, feeling like the the world was abundant and that there'd be more energy to come, you know, if I just let go of what what I was obtaining in the world. And that helped me a lot. You know, especially in a physical sense, I gained a, 
whole new, you know, roof on, on what my potential was and ability to relax. Like you mentioned doing triathlons and then, you know, that that's just such a different approach than, you know, a, a three minute wad mm-hmm. or something, you know, to have that, that switch in your mind to where like, all right, yeah, I can sustain this for three hours or yeah, that clock can go off and, you know, I'll do a workout in a minute and a half. Like those are two different modes for sure. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I think a lot of it too is like, you know, as, as we're talking about these things that are kind of like out there in the sense of like the approach, but it it goes back to the structures and talking about, you know, the nervous system and talking about sympathetic or parasympathetic or where we're at with strength, where you're at with, you know, metabolic conditioning or more endurance. It's like understanding there's structures and there's flows to how things function and work. Mm. And so it's like, uh, you know, one too far on one side is imbalanced on the other side. So it's like, how do we approach our lives, our needs with a guide and balance? Because sometimes you do need more than the other, but understanding that there needs to be somewhat of a structure. Mm And then, you know, how are we maximizing? So I think about it because um, I listen, listen to ourselves talk and I'm going like, yeah, this stuff is real out there. But at the same time, you're doing like, you know, three sets of five on the deadlifts at a certain percentage and you're doing your consistency on your, your training, you're getting your breath work in. So there's like a process to this journey yeah. um, that, that is very important because if you're just doing a bunch of random stuff at random times. Yeah. It doesn't the clouds. It doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't equate to something. So yeah, um, I think that there there is the the awareness at the same time the attention to consistent structures. Yeah, and you know it's been a big a big uh, focus for me in the last couple of years is understanding frameworks and structure mm-hmm. um, and how important it is in the way that we perceive reality in the world and that we're all bringing structures and frameworks to how we um, are being you know in this conversation how we relate with one another and then being able to evaluate how we are seeing things mm-hmm. you know but um, you know if you don't have concrete you know awareness of that you know you got a lot of uh blind spots or you you know and and what's cool to me is uh you know is this study of how we are creating um our intention our world and manifesting it's like we have a lot of um participation in that and how we frame that with words and then mm-hmm. how all the processes occur and so it's like oh yeah if i can get a pen and a paper out and i can you know align with my heart mm-hmm. i can align with my desires and my beliefs and what i want to do and have good intentions then i can create this and then i can write that into my workouts mm-hmm. i can write that into my recovery you know and and really build on um a platform that will give life you know yeah. and all that so so it's, it's been very interesting during the pandemic the last few years um i was talking to my team about this today um you know i've really built this seven day blueprint i used to work off of like when i kind of was really at a point where i didn't know what i was wanting to do this probably about six years ago i created what it was the daily dozen and i had the 12 things i wanted to do every single day to get a victory like to get a win yeah. and it was as simple as like brush your teeth Sure. Make your bed, uh, put your shoes on. Yeah. And it's like, to some people, like, uh, uh, duh. And it's like, whenever you're at rock bottom, you don't want to shower. Yeah. You don't want to get out of bed. Mm. But if you do, you get a that's a burst. check. Yeah. That, that's a check mark. Like, you're moving the ball 
for. And so it's like people are at different points. I've been on top of the world where all those things are given and I'm dominating. Mm -hmm. I've been at the rock bottom where, yeah, those things mattered. And, and during COVID, when we didn't know what was going to happen, I hear a lot of people in 2022 like, oh, here's another this and that. And, oh, well, I can make plans, but they aren't going to work out. But it's like, man, I've been so hyper-focused last few years on seven days. Mm -hmm. What are the key things that I want to get done in seven days that really build out because seven turns into 14 turns to 21 sure. turns and it all builds into a bigger future so it's like what is it that you want to create and do yeah and so uh anyways i i was just like turning no, the yeah. conversation a little bit in the sense of thinking about like structure matters it does and and how do you become a top performer because if, if you look at any top performer in any field they have a structure mm -hmm. they have a blueprint and a framework of how they operate yeah and and so it's like how are we functioning and doing that especially in this year of 2022 and and how do we perform and, and get the most out of life i think that there's going to be uh, epic opportunities i think in 2022 the the this is two things and i actually coming off conversation i'm thinking about earlier today is that people that have been um just faking it till they make it the last two years are so tired that like they don't have anything left in the tank yeah and the most authentic and the most real to your being of what you're intentionally supposed to be doing on the planet if you can accelerate in this window of time mm -hmm. you will have 10x return because so many people are burnt out yeah. if you weren't hitting the springs or if you weren't doing cold plunges if you weren't breathing if you weren't training if you weren't doing nutrition if you weren't putting the right things in your mind in your ears you know in your nose oh wait no different topic uh <laughs> doing the right things mm -hmm. Then the last two years, like you're you're about to drown. And yeah. when I look at 2022 right now where I'm sitting, I'm going like, this is the opportunity for expansion. Definitely. This is the window. And anybody that has the lifestyle and the desire and the dreams and the heart to do it, you will crush 2022 mm. in the most positive way. Yeah, I think so. Especially here in this town right now. Absolutely. I mean, this town is just exploding. Yeah, man. I, I, I love that approach, you know, and I think – we're able to get, you know, focus on these philosophies and those things that seem out there because I, I get the impression that we don't have any trouble with the structure side or, you know, at least didn't like those things probably came easy as athletes and, and, you know, developing that game where, you know, we're in this phase now where we're like, okay, well, we need to focus on this other side, you know, and you're able to kind of expand in that sense. But yeah, I think that there's something so important about like, if we're talking about programming or journaling or just something that where you can track your daily habits and have something to refer back to because it's not only concrete to where, you know, if you're struggling or you're having a hard day, um, you can look back and kind of gain awareness of what patterns may be making you feel a certain way. Um, but also, you know, I think there's, there's, you know, room to just look at these things and, and, um, you know, track your growth as well, you know, day in and day out. And, uh, if you're not aware of what you're doing and you're just floating around free, free floating and just doing what makes you feel good in the moment, you're going to be pretty stagnant. It's not going to last, you know, and if you're, if you're charging, just head down, focused on a single task or single area of your life, it's not going to last long either. You know, it takes that, that well-rounded approach. I had a friend that mentioned to me, um, 
this have you heard of the pies chart Mm-mm. so the pies chart is you draw a quadrant on a page and you put physical intellectual uh emotional and spiritual and then you just fill in kind of your daily tasks for each and i started doing that at the beginning of the year and taking a look at kind of like each phase of my life i've been very heavily into one or the other you know each i've had a phase of each but for me i've never been well-rounded at any of them and probably never even done two of them at the same time you know and so that was uh an honest approach to you know looking and tracking in a visual manner of kind of what your your day is consisting of and you know i'm still more focused on physical and elect and intellectual rather than emotional and spiritual right now but yeah just seeing that on a page and having that awareness you know i i realized that that's an yeah. area of my life that that needs work but you know I, I feel good right now and so i'd like to i'd like to see you know how that trends over time yeah that's been i mean you talking on that for me uh just in the past two and a half years last three years that has been what I've understand is that waterfall effect of where it comes down and what I was working with a mindset coach that really helped me with identity mm-hmm. and really identifying who am I and going through a process of who am I what do I stand for yeah what uh, you know ethics and morals and character that I'm being to myself mm-hmm. and who I am to the outside world and for me what it actually helped me to do because he worked with me on getting me separate from my emotions mm-hmm. and understanding that emotions is not who I am but it's a personification of who I am in the world and how I'm experiencing and that emotions are almost like a, a paintbrush that we can experience life with mm-hmm. uh, but not the way that we have to live life um, and always it was, be reacting always and, and mm-hmm. it was a way that I've grown up I'm very emotional and I think it's a huge uh, asset because mm-hmm. you can manifest and create experiences that can be amazing or horrible <laughs> at yeah. the same time but if you're willing that in a certain way and how you experience it's super powerful Mm -hmm. but even on the side of the spiritual what i have found is like the more aware i am on the spiritual connected to my identity then i emotions and then the uh physical and then the intellectual they all interweave Mm -hmm. but anytime that i'm top heavy on other then i'm not as balanced with so it's like this flowing river of how from my being of identity and how i'm being in the world you know in in intention alignment and Mm co-creating then it magnifies yeah and and it been in that once i got and i think this is probably the most in my perspective our identities the way that we're projecting out into the world of who i am being Mm -hmm. who i be at all times really dictates like what's occurring to us and if we can get crystal clear especially for men and you know because i'm a man i can understand from that angle it's like we a lot of times are functioning from a fractured or broken identity Mm -hmm. and once we can get the healing or the awareness around what our identity is and how we script that life can really transform for you so it's just like uh you know again i've you know lived a little bit 
of life that I've come to understand what matters to me mm-hmm. and, and how I want to be and create and which is always evolving and growing as we mature and whatnot. But it's like committed to that and having an ethos that I live from is more important than ever yeah. because I can make a stand in this world for good you know, that can be a positive for all humanity. And it's like, that's my commitments, Yeah. you know, and it really stems from my identity. And, and I think that's what's been powerful about the pandemic is that um, it's given me a moment to sit and go, who do I want to be? Yeah, reset. You know, really a, a reset in a sense of like, and then moving forward, you know, what's super uh, wild like this past year, um, um, I had a, a baby, my third child. My wife had our baby girl, Blake, Victoria on February 7th amazing and then on October 5th um, I turned 40 and then on January 7th my mom passed away Hmm. and so in almost a 11 month span um, I saw life a lot of life cycles Yeah, I hit my 40 my first like real like point in life where I'm looking at what I created for 40 years and then the person that brought me into this world passed on mm. and and you know from all the grieving and the emotions from that because that was literally like now three weeks ago about um of the process and it's always this evolving process but i felt a new release on my life mm. um um and to speak and to be like more authentic mm-hmm. which is really powerful because me and my mother were a lot similar in emotion and person and i felt this was released to be even more true to my identity of mm. like that my natural um being and whatnot which is is the most freeing thing because my i'm like my mother is a very unique amazing giving person and and somewhere along the way on my journey some of that got covered up mm-hmm. and i was operating out of a more aggro you know alpha style that wasn't authentic to my core um that where i felt this balance come out where i'm just it's still fresh but like i feel like super grateful for like my mom's life and and like now i can be an extension of that on this planet which is seems to be like this amazing opportunity you know so i have this extra jolt of to like live life kind of like what mike was saying to live it every day and not take it for granted and and be grateful and and serve and 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 to you know succeed in a way that is Mm -hmm. life-giving that's beautiful man yeah thank you for sharing that and i'm glad you're sitting here with such a you know optimistic attitude after you know a year like that you know it could go a different direction but to choose that approach and and take that perspective is a gift and you know, I think it's it it does take life for granted if we if we just, you know, get caught in the negatives about, you know, people passing in this world or moving on, you know, that that's fueled me from an early age is understanding the fragility of life, you know, and how temporary this place really is. You know, I lost a friend early, early in life and uh, watched him pass in, you know, a matter of seconds. And, you know, he was 13 and Wow. And that just as a kid, I was 10 years old at the time and and uh, seeing somebody move on like that, you know, really scared the shit out of me at first. But yeah. As I, you know, worked through that and thankfully my parents, you know, had some tough conversations with me and, you know, got me in therapy for it so I could process it. And uh, so that for me was an amazing opportunity and i knew that that was his purpose on 
earth as well was to show those around us that around him that cared about him was you know live life to the fullest and that it can be taken away from you at any moment and that's stuck with me you know since that day and and uh, I haven't stopped you know living with that approach that there's there's no guarantees of tomorrow or next week and you know I don't let that intimidate me you know I don't think that's really the point but it does carry a certain weight to it and um for a lot of us a sense of responsibility once you acknowledge that you know and you know moving forward and I think there's a huge aspect of of service you know in coaching and giving yourself that sense of purpose like you were talking about people needing and and yearning for a sense of identity and I think that's the single most important thing in everybody's life is you know do you feel vital in this world are you doing something important are you doing something that inspires you or that gives you a sense of purpose and I think quality of life goes up exponentially um, when people step up in that way as stressful or as tough as it can be Um, but you know showing up every day for others in whatever capacity that is you know whether you're a teacher or a nurse or a coach or you know anybody in the world that's living for something greater than themselves I think quality of life is a lot better no matter how hard that may be it's just more fulfilling absolutely there's there's people all over the world that have a lot less than us that you know quality of life arguably may be much much better you know (laughs) yeah and uh, we're we're born into this you know environment and society Um, but there are certain things that we can turn to and but on the other side of that, I think it's, you know, to have these resources, to have, you know, food and shelter and water and safety, I mean, that really gives us the chance to optimize and serve others and truly make this world better. And if we don't, if we just want to focus on the privilege that we have or the situation that we were born into and talk shit about it, you're not doing the world any good, you know, take advantage of the, you know, the opportunity you do have and, and always ask yourself how you can serve others absolutely um but yeah i mean amazing amazing story i mean so much appreciation for y'all sticking with it over the years i'm sure it came with its ebb and flow you know like you said and but to uh you know put y'all's heads down and you know like you said move through multiple locations here in austin i think original space was what like two-car garage it was yep pretty much know, i mean yeah. similar to you we got started in parks yeah. you know uh, in 2005 2006 and then got a, a two-car garage in 2007 um you know that's when big mike started coaching um indoors and then moved to an, the current location on burnett road mm-hmm. um and then bounced around satellite spots in downtown had a secure spot on third street for five years that lease got uh, purchased to build. Now it's condos. Been they're now up yeah. and moving over to east or to west Fifth uh, Street. Um, I think that the essence of it all, though, is like what we do is who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the powerful thing about like all the bumps and the bruises along the way is like this is what we do. Yeah. And and you can't really take that out of us. So like we'll be doing this in some form, shape, or fashion like our whole lives. 
and and that's a cool because it's more of a calling and a service mm-hmm. than a than a job and yeah. at the same time yeah it is our job um, so we're going to be professional and offer a world-class service at the same time uh, but you know it's like anytime i questioned it and what i was like this is this is what we do mm-hmm. um this is who we are and and it's that expression that that keeps us going um and and the cool part is that the the commitment to it i think in the last two years and it's been it's been some of our most successful in the last five or six years because our commitment and stick to itness if that's a word uh, has has showed up that people see that and are attracted to what we're doing um, in the space so it's it's been an honor to serve Austin for 16 years um, and you know we're not we're not stopping you mm-hmm. know and and that's a cool aspect of it uh, going into this next phase of whatever you know Austin's next boom you know it's we've yeah. got through a, two or three booms but going through those uh, is awesome because you see almost like a new rendering of like Austin. Yeah. Right? And, it's, yeah. and it's just super cool to be a part of those processes of change and whatnot. So yeah. this is a cool, cool part. You know, you, you might have an interest in this. Um, I've been really playing with the idea of putting together like a living history of the fitness space for the last 40 years in Austin. Um, you know, um, Austin Run Club and the Austin Growing Club are some of the two first um, um fitness communities in Austin. Yeah. They've been going for over 40 years. Um, and then there was a stem from that that led to the run community being so strong, triathlon community being strong, the functional fitness, the parks, it's all grown. And I think that the origins of the uh, fitness community to Austin is core. Definitely. Um, and so um, I've been throwing it out to some, I know there, you know, some of the early, you know, old timers here in Austin that still have stories. I was like, it'd be very cool to create a 40 year timeline and then have some of the original people author like experiences. What did it look like 40 years ago when the um, Austin Rowing Club was starting, when the Austin Running Club was starting? Yeah. What did that look like and who and what, you know, and like, you know, uh, Governor Perry used to run with the Runtex crew all the time and like how different people like George W. Bush at the time would be running with the, like this government and then the musicians and then yeah. there's so much history but it's Lance not really strong town yeah. yeah that was a huge push yeah for yeah. sure i mean i didn't even give a i didn't even know what cycling was until lance got into it yeah um so there's just so much history and then UT there's football at the top of its game that fueled a lot yeah so much so much yeah. good stuff in in that aspect of it i mean shoot some of the old uh folks at the Barton Springs in their 90s still swimming yeah. there every morning we gotta get them on audio doing something yeah that was my favorite part was every morning I'd go out to Barton Springs and I had a little studio over there for a little bit and uh yeah they would uh I'd be passing you know these guys in their 70s and 80s yeah. you know making their way up this little rocky path cut through the woods back to my studio and they always cracked me up with their you know like robes and crocs just hiking up this trail <laughs> i'm still getting it but uh that's gonna be us man we'll no doubt it. but uh yeah big reason i had y'all on was y'all got a competition this weekend i've I've seen the evolution of this comp of i've dabbled in some online qualifier workouts while i was overseas and stuff and it's been cool to see y'all's progression and it's blowing up so i'd like to direct people towards 
you know, what y'all are doing this weekend and, and tell people how they can get involved. Yeah, for sure. You know, the fittest experience was originally called the fittest games. It changed to the fittest experience, which I think is powerful because it is an experience into itself. Mm -hmm. You know, you can get hard focused on different aspects and part, parts of it. But, you know, from the early days, me and Big Mike um, going out, me and Big Mike went to the first CrossFit games in 2007. Yeah. So me and Big wow. Mike looked at the PDF document on .com back in the day, and I was like, you want to go do this? He's like, sure. Hell yeah. And so we went to the first CrossFit Games. We did it in seven, eight, nine. Uh, you know, I was able to podium. Mike was able to win at the. They, he was on the team, and they got the top two, three. Yeah, um, um, early on, competing and whatnot. It was yeah. part of our culture. Then we started the Fittest Experience in two thousand and eight, mm -hmm. and uh, really, we never have stopped. We've held held it every year uh, since the two that since two thousand eight. Uh, in 2020, there was probably a 14-month gap, um, and and uh, you know it's been an amazing journey. And it's like I was sharing with you earlier. It's like it's something that uh, has self-grown the whole. And of course, we put out media and content that sure. fuels it, the fire. But it's been so organically grown that there's something so pure and true to it that just makes it the amazing experience it is yeah and uh it's it's a party it's a celebration it's a fitness competition it's a gathering of friends yeah you know so uh it's at the the last two years we've held at the wilkinson county expo center out mm -hmm. in taylor texas yeah um just due to covid and restrictions on where we can be it's essentially a covered indoor outdoor experience awesome there's no walls and so um we're able to host it in a manner that is safe um and still get experience this year we'll have over 800 athletes wow. uh we have uh right now we're pushing towards uh, 2,500 to 3,000 spectators that will come through over the course of two and a half days. Mm -hmm. uh, we got awesome sponsors like Fringe Sport, who's local equipment company. Yeah, uh, Cambro's out of South Texas. A local small company, Yeti, is a part of the event. Yeah, never heard um, of them. Um, so we got great sponsors. We have 30 different sponsors that'll be uh, boothed up, food vendors, uh, coffee vendors, like all the sorts will be out there and uh, we'll just be doing fitness. Uh, we'll have, uh, you know, DJs are spinning music on the on the pads, playing music. Oh, yeah. So it's just like this full-blown uh, experience. There is weekend passes for 55 bucks. You can buy one day pass for 40 bucks. Come out and check it out. Uh, it's going to be, the all tickets are pre-sold there'll be no on-site tickets mm -hmm. so by friday will be the last day you can purchase but yeah man it's just a, a pretty phenomenal and really from this year we're going to 2023 to 2024 it's going to be a lot of expansion because we're going to be now uh, rolling out the opportunity i was talking about the nft i'm really looking at the next phases of building the community of micro events that will yeah. be able to be supported nationally where uh, individual facilities will be able to operate competitions on a micro level of 100 participants that will all lead to qualification for our event wow. and so uh, growing the community as a whole uh, just giving people access really again to express their fitness mm -hmm. and to have a goal to train for yeah and and that's really what it is and in probably four or five years ago an athlete came up a master's athlete 40 plus master uh came up and just said hey man i appreciate you giving me something to look forward to yeah to train for and giving purpose to my life Super as small as that is and and 
you know, it's like, no, I know what it means to eat for something, to sleep for something, to live for something that gives you the opportunity to express yourself. So, I mean, that's essentially what we're doing and, and people vibe with it and, and love it. So, uh, it's awesome. So anybody in Austin, we'd love for you to come out and check it out. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's such a great representation of, you know, what the fitness community is here. You know, I'm glad y'all are involved in all those local companies and, and uh sounds like a great event yeah i'll probably see y'all out there for sure no doubt brother yeah we'll hook you up yo if you want to pass i'll i'll put you down badass let's do it all right well uh thanks guys i appreciate y'all coming on and and uh definitely keep me in the loop on on how i can help and you know play a part in these future conversations i love to be involved and and uh yeah keep keep the spirit here driving forward and i think that's that's what needs to stick around as all this new money rolls in you know we got to hold our ground <laughs> no but doubt. uh yeah guys i appreciate you guys and uh yeah thanks for coming on thank you all yeah, right dude, thank you i want to personally thank y'all for tuning into the easy does it podcast it is imperative that we continue to tell the stories of those contributing to our city in unique ways if you would like to see this platform grow please subscribe and leave us a review as well as go share it with somebody that you know would find value in this content. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, unapologetically fab get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it we're all about changing the narrative leaning into who you are and living a life by your own design join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success this is unapologetically fab an electric cast production see you there electric acid